Hi, this is Chelsea. This is Michael, and we are Coffee with Creators. Come sit with us and let's talk about content creation and all things creative. So welcome to our scrappy little podcast. I hope you guys are having an awesome week. Hello, welcome to the Coffee with Creators podcast. If this is your first time listening, um, welcome. My name is Michael. I am your host, and I am a full-time content creator that started my journey on Instagram about almost three years ago. I used to be a graphic designer and, you know, the pandemic happened and all that stuff. And I kind of just stumbled into making podcasts and content creation, not stumbled, but I, I, I dabbled in it. And then I, you know, got too deep into the rabbit hole and here I am today. So (laughs) welcome to the podcast. And if you are wondering um, where my co-host Chelsea is, she is on vacation. So it's just going to be me running the show, but it's all good because I'm not going to be lonely today since I have a special guest. And my special guest today is Hazel of Medium Format. Hazel, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to finally talk to you. I know. I'm excited to have you. I mean, we've been... Uh, friends on Instagram for a little bit now, mm-hmm. maybe a few months, right? Mm-hmm. Oh God, at least no, a few months. Uh, yeah. probably a year, maybe like you think a so? little, Has it been a a little year? under a year. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So just uh, before I le- let um, Hazel speak, um, I just want to share what uh, I or how I know Hazel. So Hazel was, um, I found her on Instagram and I think she messaged me or mm-hmm. she commented in one of my photos and I checked her photos and I was just like, this person is amazing. Like their work is so good. And I think I said something like, you should make some more. And (laughs) it was basically that. And since then I've been following her and yeah, it's just really inspiring stuff. Really, really good. And I honestly think more people need to see your stuff. So Hazel, if you don't mind, can you introduce yourself to the audience? Yeah. So my name is Hazel. I run the Instagram account medium format. I'm a product photographer, so Medium Format is essentially like my product photography company. And I started like posting seriously on Instagram since last October. So I would say this month is like the one year anniversary. And Michael probably found me a few months after I started posting. So we've we've I've known his account for quite a while. But yeah, I'm on Instagram I post a lot of behind the scenes stuff. I try to give more information to other product photographers, you know, like I uh I post a lot of breakdowns to teach you, you know, the way that I'm shooting my own photos. So that's essentially what I'm known on on Instagram. But it's it's really cool because I've been following Michael for a while. And, you know, when you when you hear someone's podcast a lot of the time, like you kind of feel like, you know, them. So me and Michael are already hitting it off. We're already having a good chat. And yeah. it's pretty cool to actually sit down and talk with him right now. And like I said, we've been following each other on Instagram for a little while. And that's essentially how we know each other. We're just like social buddies. Yeah, pretty much. And it's so cool because you saying that, it, I feel the same way because I listen to your podcast as well. Hey, he's, mm-hmm. Hazel also runs his, uh, her own uh, podcast. And yeah. I was just listening to her last episode this morning. And I still get that feeling, you know, when I when I hear someone online and I see their stuff and I actually, you know, talk to them or speak with them, it's I still get that like the jitters. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know if you, if, if you know what I'm saying. It's still like, Absolutely. Oh, this is yeah. so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously. But yeah, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, Hazel, I just wanted to ask you, so when did you find out that um, product photography was your thing? Well, I started off like, so I, in like 2016, I made a commitment to like, forget all the nine to fives. I wasn't going to do nine to fives. I was just going to work for myself and try to figure that out. So I was doing like social media marketing and internet marketing, which was like super boring because you're like, on social media all the time trying to figure out the trends and that was super boring and then I don't know how but I started getting into like I started looking at more photographers on Instagram like a few years after after starting working for myself and I was just noticing like I could probably take good photos like this like let me let me try let me just try taking photos myself and you know from there I started getting into uh, portrait photography I was learning a lot of lighting uh, for portraits specifically And then I started getting into wedding photography. And honestly, like I would shoot product stuff, like lifestyle product stuff every now and then for local companies. But it wasn't something that I was really dedicated to doing. I was mostly focusing on wedding photography because like I can make a lot of money with wedding photography and I was just going to focus on that. So ever since like the pandemic hit, I 
you know, I, I ended up having to refund a bunch of wedding couples, you know, for for their weddings that were over, the, you know, over the course of the pandemic because, you know, they had to cancel their wedding. And I was just thinking, like, how can I work from home and still like shoot photos, like shoot stuff that I like? And like I said, of course, I was shooting product photos beforehand, but I wasn't taking it as seriously. So the pandemic really like like it was it just uh, boosted everything for me to just really focus on product photography. And ever since then, I was like, you know, I'm just going to go all in on this and start finding clients because I'm the type of person that once I figure out what I want to do, I just go all in and I just start, you know, finding people, talking to people, trying to figure stuff out. And that's essentially how it started. I would say a few years ago, you know, I mean, of course, like I said, the pandemic really like started it off and you know I was doing product photography before then but Mm -hmm. yeah I've been doing it for a little while right now and that's that's essentially how I got into it that's a really cool story because um and a lot of people can relate to that I can definitely relate to that because Mm -hmm. a lot of times um when people see your work they assume that you've always known what you were going to do you've always like figured you've you figured it out basically from mm-hmm. an early stage but it's not really the case no. and i thought i was alone in, in that situation where and you know people will see and say uh oh michael he's uh, he knows what he's doing he has a podcast mm-hmm. he has an instagram account he has a youtube i'm like no i don't i don't know what i'm <laughs> here's here's the real test you know and i think this is why i believe um actually i think i had this conversation with with liz recently mm-hmm. so liz uh, of liz liz loves tech it's a tongue so twister we, yeah i know <laughs> i know <laughs> she um she told me that she gets imposter syndrome mm-hmm. and i said that's actually something that everyone experiences uh i don't know anyone who doesn't experience yeah. that at all and the biggest test for me was the way i see it is when i was younger i always assumed that my parents could do no wrong like they mm-hmm. they knew exactly what to do they knew everything everything every decision that even i had i was supposed to make on my own i had to defer to my parents i'd ask them i said you know why what should i do and and it's because i felt like they knew exactly what they were doing Mm -hmm. but now as a parent myself i just realized that they they were just winging it yeah they're just going with emotions they're just going with emotions (laughs) and i'm like this is um hilarious and comforting <laughs> at the same time yeah. <laughs> because it it makes you realize that we're all human mm-hmm. and the only time that you can actually call someone an expert is if they've gone through it so many times that they can look back and know what they you know what they did right or mm-hmm. what they could improve on but that's the only time you can really call them an expert but you know for me i've done so many things but I'm still way too young in mm-hmm. the game yeah. to know that I, I I know everything, right? So yeah. so hearing that story, Hazel, was just, um, it hit me because I, I feel like a lot of people don't realize that. And, mm-hmm. you know, I appreciate you sharing that. Also, there's something that you said that I liked. Um, and I, I want to kind of talk about this for a little bit. And when you said that, when you figured something out that you thought, basically what you thought was interesting enough for you, um, you go all in and there's a lot of people that I encounter almost on a daily basis where mm-hmm. they say, I want to try something, but I'm too afraid to go, go all in. So I'm going to keep, keep my foot in one, you know, in this side of the door. Mm-hmm. And basic, basically, uh, examples would be, I'm working at a job that I don't like, but I want to try my hand on running my own business, whether it's online or an actual physical place. Um, but they always say, you know, I'm just going to try it a little bit, you know, just in case it doesn't work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll stick to this one. What are your thoughts on that? Like, should people have one foot back and be like, I'm just going to try it for a little bit. And just in case it doesn't work, I still have this to go back to. So what I'm going to say about that is like, of course, like you want you want to have something uh, to keep you stable and to keep you safe. And of course, like. I would recommend like you keep you keep that stability and make sure uh, like you have a fallback if anything goes wrong. But like really, if you really want to like pursue this side of your life and really want to pursue this aspect of, you know, running your own business or or just doing something that you love, that's completely different from like your nine to five or what you get paid a salary for. Like it's really important to really figure out if you can like allocate enough time to that or 
if you're able to like pause, you know, your st- your stable job for a little while and really go all in on, you know, this one thing that you're really interested in. Because the thing is, when you're really interested in something and you're really passionate about something and, you know, you have that drive, it's it's 100 uh, percent possible for you to make it succeed. You know, whether whether you want to be an artist or you want to be, uh, you know, on Instagram or anything that you want to do, if you really put like you're all into it, it's definitely possible for you to succeed. And I'm not going to say, you know, if you work hard, you'll you'll get everything and everything's going to work out. That's not the case. Like for me, for example, when I started when I started working for myself, I, I had a really good job. I was making a good amount of money every year. And yeah, I was just I was just over it. I was over working in an office and I was over dealing with people. And I'm the type of person like I, like I was saying earlier, I just I just get rid of everything and I just start focusing on what I want to do. So that's what I did, and I'm not saying, you know, that's going to work for everyone, but there are, there were definitely times when we were struggling with money because I, I wanted to do this, I wanted to make this decision, and my husband was, like, just supportive of, supportive of me, even though we weren't making as much as we were, you know, when I was working, so it, it's really mm-hmm. a struggle in the very beginning, but, you know, if you're able to, like, you know, maybe save up some money for a few months or, or like, do anything like that, any way that you can save and actually focus on this craft that you're trying to build because at, at this point in time like the only the most valuable the most valuable aspect of your life that you have is your time because think about it you want to spend the rest the rest of your life doing something that's stable and something that you don't really like but you know it gets the bills done or do you really want to be happy and do something that you know you love and if it fails it fails at least you know that you tried and it's mm-hmm. okay if you're struggling with money. It's okay if you're struggling and, you know, not everything is working out. It's going to be that way in the beginning. But I'm just, I'm just really, I'm a huge believer in doing what you love and just saying fuck it to whatever, whatever else you're focusing on. Just focus on what you love and try to work and build that up. Because like I said, the most valuable thing that you have is your time in this, in this point in time. And I remember when I first started working from home, a lot of people would tell me like, like, how are you doing that? How are you working from home? I want to do that. And, you know, I would give them the advice, but really they would be like too scared to actually try it or, you know, they wouldn't want to take that risk, which is totally okay. You know, I'm not judging anyone who doesn't do that, but I'm just, I just really encourage people to work for themselves and really like, I wouldn't say like try to be an entrepreneur, like you don't have to do all that, but just focus on one thing that you really love. And if you go like head first into it and you learn all the ways that you can actually make money from it, it'll like, it'll happen. Like you can, like I said, everything, everything takes hard work and everything comes in time. So it's not going to be easy, but if you really want to do it, at least take some time away from whatever you're doing at this, at this point and really focus on that. I mean, it's worth a shot. Definitely. That's very good advice because I think, I think that, um, uh, the problem with society, uh, in general is that like, especially our generation, like I'm going to include this myself in this generation mm-hmm. even though I'm, I'm older <laughs> but i'm gonna include myself because i experienced this i experienced the whole you know boom of social social media mm-hmm. and you know the internet basically and we've been almost like um tra- not trained but we've been uh um, conditioned to expect things at a very rapid mm-hmm. uh you know very short time frame for example like my example i was talking to a friend and he lives in the philippines so mm-hmm. He was telling me of this product that he ordered online. And he's like, oh, yeah, it was quick, too. I got it in two weeks. And I started oh. laughing. Oh. I started laughing. I'm like, wow, that's quick. <laughs> I felt bad. But he's like, why are you laughing? I'm like, because I get pissed when Amazon does, doesn't deliver my thing in like three days. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, I'm such a spoiled person yeah. nowadays, you know. Yeah. And, and and that's, a, that's the, the thing, right? Like when you were saying um, it's going to be a struggle. I know a lot of people who are listening to this heard that the moment they heard that that word struggle, they start to get the jitters. They mm-hmm. start to get cold feet. I'm like, you know, I don't want to experience um, discomfort. I just want to stay in this comfortable job. But ask yourself this question, the same the question that Hazel just said. You know, are you happy? Are you happy? You mm-hmm. have you only have your time. That's the only thing that we all have. Right. Time. Mm-hmm. That's the mo- most valuable thing that we have. You can stay at that job that you don't like for the rest of your life 
and you can call your call it comfortable if you want. I mean, mm-hmm. you can convince yourself it's comfortable if you want. Yeah. This is not to confuse people who are happy with their jobs. You yeah. know, we're not saying that you should quit your job and do your own thing. What we're saying is if you're not happy, mm-hmm. if you want to do something else, don't limit yourself because you might be missing out on such a beautiful experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're not even talking about success. We're just talking about the beauty of life in general because yeah. let's face it, I could, you know, I could just keel over and die tomorrow. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know. But at least I've worked my life. Like I've I've, um, made some effort to try to make my life wonderful and beautiful and happy. Mm -hmm. And that's I think that's all that matters. We all want to have financial freedom. We all want to to have just like actually think about this. Like, Hazel, what do you think? Like if I were to ask you, what would be the number one and there's no wrong or right answer here, but I want to know what would be the number one goal for you if you were like, why you're doing all this? Like, why do you want to succeed? Why do you want to to have all the things that you want to have? Honestly, my my main drive, like just for everything that I do in life is just to be able to live comfortably with with my family because I'm, I'm like a big family person. I I personally didn't grow up with a family, so once I married my husband, you know, I inherited his family and he's got like a really strong family. It just made me realize like this, this, what he has is more important than anything else. And just like what I'm doing, you know, this online stuff, it's keeping me happy and it's, it's keeping me able to stay home and work on my family and stay, stay stable with my husband. And we're just able to do more things and spend more time together. Because if I was working a nine to five, some job that I didn't like, I wouldn't have as much free time as I do right now. Like, that's my big thing. Like, my husband always says, you know, you know, maybe I should get a job. Like, for him, he would say, maybe I should get a job, you know, so that we don't have to work so hard on this business stuff. And I'm just like, well, if you get a job, you know, like, you're you're going to be miserable at the job and I won't even see you. And that's that's what's really important to me, being able to see my family, spend time with them, and have the means to just you know, live, live better than how my parents live because, you know, your parents always want a better life for you. And that's, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to set up a better life or, you know, set up these business stuff for my kids, you know, and my future generation. And that's, that's really what's most important to me, just family and being able to spend time with them. I love that. It, uh, I definitely a hundred percent agree because yeah. <laughs> that's also, it's, it, yeah, it, it's actually my reasoning is, mm-hmm. uh, I always have this conversation with my wife. I say, the only reason I'm working this hard is that so that in the future I don't have to work as hard and I can spend mm-hmm. most of my time with you and the kids. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's really the goal. Like the goal is to work hard right now so that I can have more time in the future. Yeah. Right. Because when when you said that, like, yeah, you can go back to a job and you know, you know, go clock in and clock out every day, but imagine doing that for like thirty years. Yeah. I know. How much time? have you missed i know and no one i don't know to this day anyone who would ever say man i wish i spent more time at work Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah it's we all have a bigger goal we all have a bigger dream and i think pursuing that isn't a bad thing it's actually i think it's a great thing i think everyone should at least try to pursue whatever it is Mm -hmm. that makes them happy Mm -hmm. right so i love your answer because i really feel the same way i just want to spend more time with my kids my dad was a workaholic Mm -hmm. you know he Always, always worked. And this is a funny story I've shared before in the past. But the last time um, when he was still alive, I I drove him to uh, L.A. And, you know, I he was, I don't remember how old he was, but I was in my 20s already. And I drove him from San Diego to L.A. And it's a two-hour drive. But I realized that he was so busy throughout my childhood mm-hmm. that we had nothing to talk about. Oh, Wow. <laughs> Like, I love my dad, and he loves me. There's no question about it. We have a good relationship, but our relationship was more mostly silent. Yeah, yeah. So, so it was a very awkward drive. I'm like, what do I say? You know what I mean? It's yeah. one of those. It, it's so funny. It makes the drive but, feel longer, too. Oh, my God. It felt like four hours. <laughs> it was like, I'm like, I'm going to miss my dad. As soon as I dropped him off, I'm like, I'm going to miss my dad. But thank God that's over. <laughs> I'm so oh, stressed. But... You know, and it's one of the things that I don't want my kids to experience. I mm-hmm. want them to know what daddy's doing. I want yeah. them to see me 
and look back and be like, oh yeah, I had awesome memories with dad. You know what I mean? And that's it. That's really the simple goal. It's for them. It's, I just want more time with them, honestly. Mm -hmm. And you know, being locked in a, a job that requires most of my time, most of my day, because that's what jobs are. Most of your days, uh, most of your day, yeah, your day is going to be spent doing something for someone. Mm-hmm. And that's not a bad thing. But if what's important to me is spending time with my family, because guess what? Like, even if I work for a regular eight, eight hour job, right? I leave in the morning, I come back and I only have two or three hours two or three hours mm-hmm. to sp- if at most to spend with my family. Yeah. That's not even time spent on myself. Mm-hmm. And then what? We all go to sleep. I know. And then the next day, you know what I mean? So eight yeah. hours every, every day, eight hours, eight hours, eight hours goes to someone else. Yeah. And then the two or three hours that goes to your family, that's that's a lot. My, so I don't know how we got to this topic. but No, I, I, no it, it's helpful to talk about this because my best friend, uh, she's like a pharmacy technician and she works in like one of those uh, homeopathic clinics and like everyone just, it's one of those clinics where it's all girls and they all gossip and they all like talk trash about each other. So it's kind of a hostile work environment for her. Okay. And, you know, yeah. she's at this job all day working like 10 hours a day and her husband's working too and they have, you know, someone babysitting their baby. And then they come back home and they, they can't even spend time together. Like she's, she's still a wife and a mom. So she has to like, you know, she has to prepare everything for the kids, make sure, make sure her husband and her baby are okay. Not really have any time for herself because as soon as she wakes up in the morning, she has to care for the baby. And then, you know, she has to go off for work. And even on the weekends, like by that point, like they're both so drained that they don't even want to go out and do anything as a family. Like they just want to stay home and like, they just don't have energy yet. I know, like, I know really that they want to do these things outside. They want to spend more time together. And, you know, like, I, I tell them, you know, I can help you set up this online stuff. Like, you, you can work virtually. You can do this and that. And luckily, at this point, they're actually going to move out here to Maine with us so that we can all be together because they see. Oh, cool. It's, in, this, in this day and age, you know, like, it's, it's really important to keep your friends and your family really close because you can see what kind of crazy people are out there. And yeah, <laughs> yeah we all, we all realize that, you know, we're, we work better when we're all together and, you know, I want to help them, uh, figure out that whole work from home lifestyle or just figure out a way to, you know, they can be financially stable and still like able to still able to spend time with their family because that's, that's just so important. Like your time is the most valuable thing. And I'm, I'm the yeah. type of person I just really encourage like work from home stuff or working for yourself because it's it's just so much more beneficial being able to work that way. Absolutely, I can I can um, relate to that so much because my wife is uh, she works very very hard, mm-hmm. and there were weeks actually in the last few months. I mean, she works in the medical field, so it's you know understandably super busy, especially mm-hmm. right now. So um, she came home super stressed, and she doesn't have enough energy. And time for the kids, mm-hmm. not even for me. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a grown ass man. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I want to spend more time with her, but I won't, I understand why she mm-hmm. doesn't want to because she's so tired. And I kind of just had to remind her. I said, listen, you can keep doing this and feel like you did a good job at work. But I think the kids would really like it if they, if mommy comes home mm-hmm. um, with enough energy and, you know, that compassion yeah. and that love and that warmth that they can feel like mommy's here yeah. and not just someone who's really tired and irritated. Yeah, because that and can so, really drain you and just stress you out and then you're stressed yeah. at home. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it's it's such an interesting life to, li- to, to be in right now, like an interesting time that mm-hmm. um, working from home has become normal. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important for people to to really consider it. I mean, honestly, when we were younger, especially me when I was younger, like the only reason that I, that a nine to five was acceptable was because it's just the norm. Yeah. It's not a rule. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not a rule. And here's an example. I remember um, my dad, he used to have business partners abroad. So he would have um, partners on like a different timeline i mean different time zone different countries Mm -hmm. and i think it was christmas time and that particular part of the the world didn't celebrate christmas and they didn't have the same uh, holidays and all that stuff and i remember he was working really hard and my mom got mad at him and she's like 
you need to spend time with us. It's Christmas. Yeah. And he goes, oh, but they're busy right now. And she's like, you have to tell them. You have to tell them that, you know, you know, our culture, this, our lives uh, have, you know, these things, right? Like mm-hmm. in place. And it's not, not because their timeline, I mean, they don't celebrate. It doesn't mean that they can't respect yours, right? Like your, your thing. And if you really think about it, like that's kind of, um, it's an interesting view uh, or it's a realization for me that nothing is really set on stone. Like no one said that everyone has to work a certain day or doesn't have to work a certain day. Basically what I'm trying to get at is we should be able to adapt to it. Mm -hmm. Right. Like if you are able to work from home, why not? And it's, it's pretty cool that companies now nowadays are starting to realize that. And I think people need to look at it from perspective that it's not to make your job easier, but I think to add a little bit more, uh, meaning and mm-hmm. value to your day mm-hmm. and it's not just like it's not just about making everything easier because it doesn't really make it yeah easier. no it, it kind of makes it harder than no. you're just sitting on the it couch and you does, don't want to yeah. work <laughs> oh yeah totally yeah. like imagine like the distraction like that and yeah it's so hard to get your mindset out of the like the the i'm from home i mean mm-hmm. I'm, I'm at home and i need to work like look at me right now i'm wearing a shirt i don't have to wear a shirt mm-hmm. not because i'm also doing a podcast but i mean I have to wear a shirt. Yeah. I can't be naked. My point <laughs> is, I don't have to wear a nice shirt. Yeah. But the thing is, like, it helps me get into that mindset yeah. that I need to work. Mm-hmm. That's why I have to set up my office so that when I walk in, it's work time. Yeah. Right? So, I, I don't know. It's just a really, really... I think it's a... I guess it's just a topic that I never really talk about with other people mm-hmm. that this conversation kind of we, we kind of just fell into this conversation I, I spew all of that out i'm sorry <laughs> no it's fine know um from recent news based on what you've been sharing is that you amazingly just grew your account like crazy fast crazy crazy fast and there are a lot of like benefits to it and there are a lot of like um i'd say negatives yeah and from hearing your last podcast like i i got a glimpse of the negatives right Mm -hmm. so what i want to talk about is the highs and lows of social media and how it's affected you and your business. Can you share a little bit more about, um, like, how has it helped medium format? And how has it kind of, uh, I don't know, thrown a monkey wrench into the whole, <laughs> uh, you know, work? Can yeah. you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. So I started taking Instagram really seriously, like, last year in October. And my husband was just encouraging me, like, just take it seriously, see what would happen. And I had this whole plan for medium format. And once I started posting on Instagram, it just completely changed. Like I ended up starting to post a lot more behind the scenes stuff. And a lot of people would like that. And as I'm posting, I'm just like, okay, how do I, how do I make my content different from everyone else's content? And I would just try to brainstorm. And, you know, back in that time, like a year ago, I had so much time to think about these things. And yeah, I figured out that behind the scenes, a lot of people like to see that. And I worked out my own like format for doing stuff like that. And that was just how I was posting. I was posting a bunch of behind the scenes stuff. A lot of people were liking it. And that was about the time that Instagram Reels like really started to uh, ramp up and everyone was starting to use it more often. Um, And I was like, you know, again, trying to figure out how am I going to like utilize these Reels because I forget who it was on Instagram, but I had like maybe a few hundred followers and they messaged me and they were like, you know, you should, you should like look into like how to grow on Instagram videos on YouTube. Like there's this one, there's this one uh, woman that he recommended me to and I watched her videos and yeah, I realized that it's not just about posting and and engaging and all that. There's like actual stuff that you have to do, like actual work that you have to put into it. So from there, like I I realized, okay, like these are really good tips and it helped my account grow into like the thousands. Like uh, I hit a 1000, I think something like that. And yeah, I was focusing more on reels because everyone just kept talking about reels, how reels are going to be really big and really popular. So I was trying to figure out how am I going to make this behind the scenes stuff like work for uh, Instagram reels because I take photos, you know, I don't do videos. So 
it was just it was really tricky to figure out like that good middle ground where it's not just me posting like photo animations and it's actually something that you can interact with for for the instagram reels and Mm -hmm. i figured it out i was posting some stuff and next thing you know like i think i just hit like 2000 like at that point i had a really strong like I had a really strong, I would say, place in the community where people knew who I was. And that's what I mean by strong. Like they can they can tell that it's my account or they can tell that it's my style when they're scrolling through the feed. And it was really cool because they were like supporting me and helping me grow. So the only reason why I hit that 2K uh, mark was because like people were shouting me out. And, you know, I was growing on Instagram that way. And from there, I remember I posted reels, like some reel and. I just posted it like I wasn't thinking it's going to blow up or it's going to get trending or anything. And next thing you know, it blew up. And I think blowing up back back in that time was like 300K. But from there, I hit 5K on Instagram followers. And I was just like, okay, like I really need to focus on these real stuff because that's what's popular right now. And, Mm -hmm. you know, of course, I was struggling like, okay, how do I how do I post these reels, but also post like my photo breakdowns without it just being like you know, I'm posting photos and no one's, no one's looking at the photos. They're just looking at the videos. And it was just like, you know, all the technical right. stuff, all the boring stuff about Instagram. And after a while, honestly, I just, I was like, screw it. I'm just going to post whatever I want. And I just started to post whatever I want, whatever I liked. And yeah, like one video went viral on Instagram reels. It hit like 1.3 million, something like that. What? <laughs> and I like, literally like within two weeks or three weeks I hit like 10k and once I hit 10k like that was like my my goal like that was that was the number that I wanted to hit just to see Mm -hmm. like that I could actually grow the account and yeah once I hit 10k like I started to take it a lot more seriously and then I started growing to 20k and honestly once you hit that growth the downsides, like the good, the good part is like, yeah, I was actually getting clients now. Like I was a lot of my long-term clients right now are actually from them seeing me on Instagram, you know, them liking my work and they reach out. So that is Mm -hmm. definitely a benefit because that was the whole plan for medium format. You know, I wanted to get clients from them seeing my work, even though it grew into me actually teaching other photographers how to shoot photos, like how I shoot them. So that was really beneficial. And yeah, like I said, my plan was to get clients. So that was happening already. So I was already starting to be like, okay, like I don't have to take it that seriously. But honestly, the downsides, like once you grow to a certain point, it gets really hard to interact with everyone and really hard to engage with people. That's why you see like million follower accounts with like really, really, really low engagement because they just can't engage with everyone, whether they try or not. It just becomes it becomes impossible at that point because you have so many people following you and yeah. Yeah. Like my, my engagement was going down. It was becoming more and more hard to interact with people, which it still is because now I'm at the point where like I'm, I'm at a number where like, it's, it's like, I don't really think about how many followers I have because I guess it still hasn't settled in like how many I have right now. I think right now I'm at 44 or something like that, 44,000. And mm-hmm it gets to the point where it starts feeling like it's a job. Like I'm not, I'm not happy as, as much as I was a year ago on Instagram, trying to post and trying to figure stuff out because now it's gotten to the point where it's big, where I have to like actually manage it like a business. Like it's not just for fun anymore. Like, of course I post stuff that I like to post, but it's, it's not as, it's not as happy go lucky as it used to be. So now there's a bit more structure, which makes it, you know, it makes it into a job and anything that's a job, it takes a lot of work, you know, And recently what happened, another huge downside is when you have a bigger account, you get targeted more by bots or like report bots or just people who want to take down your account just because they see you're a big account. I mean, honestly, I don't know what goes through these these people's minds, like why they do do what they do online. But Mm -hmm. like I mentioned in my last podcast, it comes with the territory. It's Instagram, like bad stuff is going to happen. Everyone's not like everyone's not good, of course. When I started Instagram, it was like a really close, tight knit community. And then once I started to grow, I realized like, okay, this is this is like a diamond in the rough. Like everything else is pretty toxic out there. Like what we have is pretty special, the community that we're in. And yeah, once I hit that, once I hit that marker, um, once I hit 20K, I started like I just grew uh, consistently from there. And of course, with this recent move, it's been hard for me to actually post on Instagram and keep up with it as much as I would like. But yeah, yeah, I hit 
I like over the move, I announced that I hit 30K. And yeah, like the downside of that was someone saw that I hit 30K and was like, okay, I'm going to bot your account now. So they bought like a bunch of like fake followers for my account. And essentially what that does is it, it, it makes your engagement drop and Instagram basically stops showing your content to, you know, the same people because now it looks more, a little, it looks a little bit more spammy and your engagement's dropping. So it, it just makes the account look bad. So mm-hmm. it's like now I have to deal with that. Now I have to deal with like bouncing back from stuff like that, which it's, it's stuff that I can't control. So that's definitely yeah. a downside. I mean, you can't control it. So it's always going to be a downside. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. And th- these are the realities of Instagram. And, you know, when we all start from in- on Instagram, we always we all have that goal, right? Yeah. Like to reach um, certain milestones. And it's funny because you and I feel uh, very similarly about it. Um, I think the biggest the biggest uh, milestone for me and honestly, the one that really meant the only, I'd say the, the one that really means a lot to mm-hmm. me is when I hit 10K. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah right like that's a milestone that i was trying to go for and everything just started like kind of cascading Mm -hmm. and not that i don't appreciate it but you're absolutely correct like it's somehow the bigger your account gets the more disconnected you become with the community yeah like the people that you follow and admire and you love to interact with Mm -hmm. suddenly you don't see them anymore suddenly they don't see you anymore yeah and it does become a job mm-hmm. and when it's a job you require it requires your attention yeah so now interacting before all you had to do was post content like whether it's just an impression mm-hmm. um a little story about your day mm-hmm. or what your experience is or just a nice photo now interacting with your audience becomes a full-time job yeah and it really is a full-time yeah. job it's like <laughs> i'm like i'm gonna spend 30 minutes just um uh answering questions or interacting mm-hmm. like two hour two hours go by yeah and i'm like oh crap i'm not done yet you know, <laughs> I know. it's crazy yeah. yeah it's crazy so i understand it like it's great the the, the um uh, when you were sharing your story about like suddenly growing it's so awesome mm-hmm. that you grew i mean i see it in two different ways i see it the way you see it like it's uh it's uh it's someone probably bought some bots mm-hmm. for you or something or it's just you were targeted by these bots because you were up and coming. You were mm-hmm. like very popular and, you know, one person liked it and shared it and the algorithm thought, oh, this is something that people like and they just reshared it. But mm-hmm. obviously you become a bigger target because, yes, the more you grow, you do get a lot of, a lot of spam. Like yeah. I get a lot of like message requests from spam. Like I'd say yeah. 90% of them are spam. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, to address what you were saying, though, like you were saying that um, it's scary that uh you know someone can take down your account and you and i know a, um, a co- we have a common creator friend that has ha- this has happened to mm-hmm. them and you mentioned this in your last podcast right and it sucks because yeah. it's like all the hard work that you you put in um suddenly gone and you know people who are away from instagram don't look at it as a business they just think oh you're just you're just bummed out because you're mm-hmm. not popular anymore yeah no it's not that yeah our businesses rely on it like this is advertising Right. Mm-hmm. If and Hazel said that her business grew as soon as she became more visible mm-hmm. on Instagram. And that's really the part of the game. Yeah. Like that's why you want to grow so that you can attract your clients. You can attract more business opportunities and just, you know, stuff. You can just grow like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's what I was going to say is that um, as long as you're doing, you're spreading yourself out in a way that people can still find you. Um, I wouldn't worry, worry too much about the bots, honestly, like Mm -hmm. you have, um, a podcast, right. And I think that's really very, very smart because that way your audience can still find you. Yeah. That's a, that the idea is to, to keep like the scariest thing for me is that I lose that communication with my audience. And so I've gotten to a point where it's like, I do love Instagram. Instagram basically started this whole thing for me, Mm -hmm. but, um, what if just like recently, right. Facebook shut down. Yeah. And everything shut down. Yeah. So I'm like, uh oh. But luckily, <laughs> I have a. Luckily, you all see my face <laughs> everywhere. I basically, I basically hoard myself out to the internet at this point. So it's like, yeah, you'll hear my voice, you'll see my face, yeah. you'll see my tweets. You know. So I think, as long as I know that I have 
some sort of reach mm -hmm. somewhere, I can always make it grow. Yeah. And I can always have that connection with my audience. So I think, Hazel, you're doing the right thing. And, you know, um, I know you're probably worried about, you know, what if this happens? But I think you just do you. You try to serve your audience as best as you can. Like, you are doing that right now. And yeah. I just don't think, the, the only reason I bring this up, okay, I'm listening, I was listening to your last podcast. And it seems like, you're downplaying yourself so much. What do you mean? Yours, it seems like you felt like you don't deserve that many followers. Yeah. Which I completely disagree. <laughs> I completely disagree. I'm like, why is she talking like this? So what I did was when I was listening to um, that podcast, I was writing notes in my head. And this is one of the reasons, uh, uh, the things I wanted to bring up, like the highs and lows of social media. And the next thing that I wrote down was that I wanted to know how you keep yourself grounded right? Because you are popular. People see you. People know your work. So now I'm wondering, is this the, is the only reason you're doing this to yourself is to keep you grounded? Or am I just wrong? Um, honestly, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that because really, like, how I go about my day is, like, I don't really think of, well, you know, actually, actually, I think I'm contradicting myself. But when I go about my day, I don't really <laughs> think about, like, my Instagram account or how many followers I have. I don't think about any about, I don't think about any of that. Like I just go about my day. Like I'm a, I'm a regular person. Like how we were talking about before the podcast, we were talking about imposter syndrome and you mentioned that, you know, most people on here, like they have experienced that in one way, one form of, of another or another. And mm -hmm. like for me personally, I can't say that I've experienced that, but I think the reason is because I'm just ignoring it. You know, like it's, it's just not in my head. So I feel like if I was to really think about it, like my, my heart would just drop into my stomach and I would just feel super nervous. Like, oh shit, all these people are following me. But like, it's it's hard for me to realize like, like I guess the extent of, of what I'm building on Instagram and, and beyond that because yeah, I talk about it with my husband and he's always saying like, yeah, you have a lot of followers and, and really we're just talking about it. Like we're not, we're not really seeing this number in person it's just something that we talk about it's like a, it's like imaginary sort of so it's like I can't I can't really fathom of it I can't really fathom it because it's not in front of me but mm -hmm. yeah even when I go on Instagram like I get dms like like private messages saying that you really inspire me and it kind of makes me a little nervous because I'm just like like damn that now I have all this responsibility like so <laughs> so I guess I just ignore yeah, it honestly like I, I think I just ignore it so that I don't have to feel that anxiety but I don't know <laughs> That's actually a really good thing. Okay. That's, I mean, I'm glad you brought it up because I think, because I didn't know how to answer that as well. Like it, that, that whole, um, the question that I get sometimes from people that how come you don't answer everything? Yeah. How come you don't answer to all the, like the comments or the, uh, the questions mm -hmm. or the DMs. And I've said before that I'm just too busy, but that is actually true. Like I yeah. don't have enough time. Like earlier I said, you could spend hours on Instagram just interacting with people. Yeah. And I don't have that time, mm -hmm. right? Um, but the second thing that I never really brought up is because, like you, I'm scared yeah. of the responsibility. I'm scared of of facing the fact that people do, you know, feel inspired or are moved or encouraged by what you do, right? And so there's that that very very scared part of me that refuses to uh, to basically basically acknowledge that. Because I want to, to be, I guess what I'm trying to say is that when someone says that I'm encouraged by your work, um, I want to be able to present myself to them in a way that doesn't destroy that encouragement. Yeah. I don't want them to think that, oh, Michael's not, like, he's not really that confident. Like, he's actually just a regular guy. Yeah. So there's that, there's that fear. Yeah. Like, I'm like, sometimes I don't know what to answer. Like, I don't know mm -hmm. what to say because I'm just a regular guy, but I'm so happy that I'm glad that you guys feel that way. And sometimes I guess that's just the best thing to do. Just say thank you and move on. Yeah, it's it's tough because you also want to like put a lot of, uh, you want to put a lot of effort into that response because you want them to know that you appreciate it. But then it's like, yes. you don't, you kind of just don't want to say the wrong thing, whether you're sounding too pompous or you're being too like demeaning of yourself. So it's like, it's like, it's sometimes it's better to just leave it, like just ignore it. And I don't know, I guess, not that's not always a good thing because sometimes people take it the wrong way and you know they might not be interested in your account anymore or they might see you as like being an asshole or something but 
yeah it's just something that like we all go through it's like a personal thing it has nothing to do with other people yeah it's every it's very subjective it's internal yeah. right it's an internal struggle but you know what hazel though like from from what i'm seeing from your branding and when i say branding like who hazel is right mm-hmm. like your online personality um you're very authentic and genuine and i don't think um I don't honestly think you don't have to you don't have to work hard on trying to win people or convince them to stay, which is I appreciate because you're like, well, shit, like if this is it, this is it. Yeah. You know, what I mean, that's that's the the kind of um, like character that I see, which is good because it's there's confidence there. There's there's sincerity, there's authenticity. And to your point, when you said that, you know, when you lose your followers, hey, you know what? They're not meant for you. Mm-hmm. They're not for Hazel. Yeah. Hazel doesn't want to spend enough time trying to win them over. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not. You know what I mean? So I appreciate that. That's actually uh, that actually kind of goes into like my next question, which is uh, um, I was going to ask you what how important it is to have uh, an online presence. But you kind of covered everything uh, from getting new clients and just connecting with your community mm-hmm. and people who who like your work and are inspired by it. I think that's very important yeah. and there is a sense of responsibility there. But I just want to interject this one thing, okay? Um, my last podcast with Liz, yeah. I titled it Everyone Feels Imposter Syndrome. So now I have to change it. I have to <laughs> add a little addendum, I should say. Everyone experiences imposter syndrome except for Hazel. <laughs> I have to change the title. No, no, you have to do it. So Everyone experiences imp- imposter syndrome like semicolon unless you ignore it <laughs> <laughs> okay unless you ignore it i like that i like that okay well we're reaching the top of the hour and i don't want to take too much of your time because i know you have a very very busy day so i just want to ask you this one last question if you can maybe talk a little bit about it and um that is for anyone who is encouraged by your work and inspired by you and you may think yourself as I'm just a regular person, but the truth is you are inspiring other people out there. And sometimes you just don't know how to say how to express it, Mm -hmm. but they're out there. So what would you, what's the advice that you would give to aspiring photographers or just content creators in general, or anyone who just wants to go for their, their dream? What would you tell them? Honestly, like I really like personally, I just really appreciate everyone that follows me on Instagram because I know you guys follow me like because you're inspired by my work or, you know, I'm teaching you something, which I find to be really important because we need people like that. And especially if you're trying to figure yourself out and you are an aspiring photographer or or creator or artist. And like, honestly, just like practice. My main thing is just practice as much as you can, whether you want it to be like a hobby or you want it to be something really professional, you have to practice as much as you can. That's, that's what I preach on my Instagram account. What you see on my Instagram account is me practicing because if you notice, you know, I don't post a lot of client stuff. And the main reason for that, which I don't know if I've ever touched up on this, but the main reason for that is because I like to keep it private with that client. Like, of course I have the rights to post that stuff myself, but you know, I, I kind of like to keep mm-hmm. it so that it's just theirs. But yeah, all the stuff that I post on Instagram is really just me practicing. And that's, that's the number one thing that I tell everyone to do. Like, that's why, I can be so humble because I'm not perfect. Like I'm not, I'm not an expert. Whether you think that, that I am, I'm, I'm super far from it. Um, there's stuff that I have to work on all the time, and if I'm not putting in the work, then it's never gonna get better. So, if you really want to do this, and if you really want to, like, get better at this, it, like, it really matters you practicing and just putting in the time to actually do the act of whatever it is that you like to do. Because, like, when I was younger, I used to want to be. Like, my answer whenever I would go to the doctor about, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he would ask me that. I would always say I want to be an artist. But really, I had no idea what I wanted to do. So what I ended up doing was just going to art school and painting and finding all these things. And then it took me, like, 20-plus years to figure out that, okay, I want to be a photographer. And then once I wanted to be a photographer, it's not it's not like it's just going to pop up and I'm going to f- somehow be a master and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to know all the tricks if I keep watching YouTube videos. No, it's really about the hard work that you put into it and all of the effort that you put into actually learning the skill because we have all this free information online. There's so much knowledge online that's just at your fingertips where you can find how to do anything that, you know, you, you should just be putting your all into this dream that you have, this this creativity that you want to express. Wow, that's a, that's a very... <laughs> 
That's a good way to end this podcast. I'm not even going to add anything to that. It's just beautiful. No, really, the important thing, and sometimes the most important thing is really the most boring thing. Yeah. And you really said it. It's practice. Yeah. Like you want to get good at something, you practice. Mm -hmm. None of the people that we admire, none of them became good just because mm -hmm. even they said, tomorrow I want to be like this. It's from practice, hard work, just putting in the time. Yeah. And I think you, you just can't, you can't get, give a better message than that. That's awesome. You know what, Hazel? You get this. That was, that was really nice. good. I like that. I'm not going to add anything more because that was awesome. So, Hazel, I just want to say thank you again for finding the time to be on the podcast. Yeah, thank um, you. I really appreciate luck. it. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, you don't know how, how this makes me feel. Like, I really, really okay. am happy to have you here finally on the podcast. Good. And I'm, I wish you well on your move. I know you're not fully moved into your new location yeah. yet. So I hope everything runs smoothly <laughs> from this point on. So before I you know, say my goodbyes and all the, the boring stuff, um, can you tell everyone where, how they can find you or where they can find you? So I am available on Instagram or just type in mediumformat.com. That's format with a PH instead of an F. And yeah, you can find me on there. All my Instagram, all my social media links are linked on there. You can find my podcast through my website. So mainly on Instagram because then you can find everything else through there. So that's how you can reach me. Just medium format everywhere. Awesome. That's Nice and simple. You guys should listen to her podcast too. Very, very, like I said, I mentioned this, very genuine, very authentic, very raw. Yeah. If I, if I may be so bold to describe it, it's just you literally are just sharing everything yeah. that's going in your in your your life, in your not personal life, but your professional mm -hmm. life, right? So that's awesome. Um, Hazel, if you have the time, if you can find the time again in the future, I would love to have you back. And um, yeah, absolutely. really appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Well, folks, that's it for today's episode of the Coffee Creators Podcast. I just wanted to send a couple of um, like little, again, housework, I mean, uh, housekeeping stuff. So as much as we love doing this, this Coffee Creators Podcast is not self-sustaining yet, meaning we would very much appreciate it if you could support us by sharing us with your friends and family and rating us wherever you can in whatever platform that you can. And also um, reach out to us on Instagram at coffeewcreators. And you can also send us feedback or messages uh, through the email, which is coffeewithcreatorspodcast at gmail.com. And lastly, we are now on YouTube. So this episode is going to be uploaded to YouTube, which you can check out. Help us reach 100 subscribers because that will be easier for me to share. I can just say... Coffee, uh, YouTube slash Coffee Creators, but no, not yet. We're we're almost there though, so help us reach 100 subscribers. Um, but for now, yeah, just type in Coffee Creators Podcast on YouTube, and you should you should be able to find it. And on behalf of my co-host Chelsea, who is still on vacation, we thank you for listening to this episode, and we hope to have you again next time. Bye. <laughs>